Hey folks, today we're gonna to talk about a really amazing lawsuit. It's the state of Missouri and the state of Louisiana filed a lawsuit against the federal government for suppression of free speech. Uh, and that um, it's, it's a case that's gonna talk about kind of the state's rights, the federal rights, free speech, and these stories about uh, you know COVID and how it originated, uh, you know, suppression of Hunter Biden's uh, laptop information, uh, about election information suppression. And it's going to be one of these lawsuits that's going to have a very big impact on how the social media companies suppress speech that the government wants it to suppress. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. I'm so excited to talk about this lawsuit. It is uh, so interesting. And my the biggest problem today is going to be to get me to stop talking, okay? Because I could talk about this for a whole semester, okay? That is how uh, intricate this is, how important it is, and how it's going to shape the future, okay? So what happened here is last year, the uh, attorney generals for the states of Missouri and Louisiana got together and uh, they filed a federal lawsuit against the federal government, uh, naming Joe Biden, the president, and uh, and Dr. Fauci, and the uh, the Department of Homeland Security as defendants. So um, you know, obviously, a big deal here. You got these states against the the federal government entities. Um, and then what we're going to you know discuss real quick here is the allegation. <laughs> the allegations are that the federal government specifically Joe Biden and uh, Vice uh, President Harris uh, suppressed speech and they forced Facebook and Twitter, uh, the New York Post and, the, and, and all sorts of entities to, uh, you know, they forced them to hide stories that were, uh, you know, detrimental to them, you know, stories about the, uh, you know, Hunter Biden, stories about election fraud, stories about, uh, you know, the the COVID and where it started and, and uh, you know, <laughs> I can't say that word specifically. So I'm going to stop saying it, okay? So, um, and... Uh, in particular. <laughs> in particular, the uh, there were stories about, you know, that the COVID may have started in a lab and it could have leaked from a lab, you know, the virus could have leaked from a lab, whether intentional or not. And that's what started it, Right. So um, there's evidence that the federal government was suppressing that uh, that information. Right. Uh, and now it's no longer suppressing it because then all these other articles came out and, and, and studies and whatnot that said it's possible. <laughs> you know, um, it, we cannot rule out the possibility that it started from a lab, you know. So, um, you know, so now that comes the lawsuit, they um, and, and it's going to be you know, depending on how this goes, right, it's going to shape how uh, government officials can communicate with social media companies in terms of, of how to flag certain information. Uh, so this was filed last year. And uh, the, you know, one of, one of the, my favorite things that they put in, in, a, in a complaint, it's called when you file a lawsuit, it's called a complaint. They have the, the term parties. And every time I read parties, I'm like, okay, when, where, you know, who's bringing the hookah? Right. No, the parties are just who's filing what, you know. So, like I said, the party is the state of Missouri, state of Louisiana and the federal government. Uh, and then, of course, of course, jurisdiction. 
the states, when the states sue the federal government, they have to go to the federal court. The state cannot sue the federal government in a state court. Why? Because the federal government said so, okay? The uh, the North won the war, <laughs> right? So uh, the federal government is very strong, right? Um, and so the, the federalism rule is that the, you know, uh, if you sue the federal government, you have to go to the federal court. Now, if the federal court sues a state government, they don't have to go to the state court. They stay in the federal court, okay? So the federal government, to sue the federal government, you have to go to the federal government. So you sue the federal government in the federal government. And the federal government can sue the state in the federal government, <laughs> okay? Uh, so, so that's where it's going. It's going in the federal government. And it's proceeding in the federal court in the state of Louisiana. That's where they wanted to file it. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as the jurisdiction is proper in that venue, um, because a lot of this happened in the state of Louisiana. So as long as there's a lot of the activity happening, then, then the plaintiffs can basically choose where to start the case. Um, and then in the defendants could, in theory, try to have it moved to another venue. If another venue is more convenient or, you know, more witnesses or more facts happen there, uh, sometimes they could have it moved to a different venue. Uh, all right. So obviously they want to choose a state that's, uh, you know, more friendly to them that, you know, so maybe if it's, uh, you know, the, the federal government at the time, all, uh, if they were all Democrats, right, like the president and, and all them, try to, you know, and the, there's the Republican uh, attorney generals are suing them, then, then they're not going to go to New York or California. Do you see what I'm saying? Next order of business here. So what is going on and, and what are the allegations? Uh, what we have here is is that the federal government was uh, forcing and pressuring the social media companies like Twitter and Facebook and um, you know Instagram, all of them. Okay, uh, they were forcing them to uh, label you know uh, to to suppress speech. They were forcing them to to uh, ban accounts to suppress articles to kind of silence people. And one of the ways they were silence people is this thing called shadow banning, which is that they don't even tell you they're doing it. They just do something where then you don't appear, you know, uh, you just don't appear unless somebody knows you, they're already your friend or they're already your connection and they're, they're coming to you. Uh, but otherwise you don't appear. So they had all these ways of suppressing um, the information. Now, now I have said it so many times in previous episodes that Private companies are allowed to do that, okay? So Twitter is allowed to suppress anyone they want uh, for the most part. You know, there's like some minor exceptions, like they can't like choose, okay, we're going to stop uh, allowing, you know, Muslims to to have, uh, you know, discussion boards just for the hell of it. They, you know, so there's some like protected uh, classes that they, they can't just uh, suppress for no reason, but they can suppress, you know, uh, you know, other entities, right? Or, or people that they're saying, oh, this is, these are lies or, you know, uh, these are fake accounts or something. So they're allowed to suppress speech. And what this lawsuit makes a good point in saying is that what's going on is that it's not the private companies that want to suppress speech. It's that they are being forced to suppress speech by the federal government. Okay. So it's not, it's like the federal government is not suppressing the speech directly, uh, you know, like they're not like, let's say like Joe Samo, the run it by my lawyer, <laughs> you know, um, 
And so it's not like the federal government sends a letter to Joe Samo uh, saying, you know, stop uh, your running by my lawyer podcast. Okay, that's not what's happening. Um, What's happening is they're pressuring Twitter to tell Joe Samo, you know, or or other people, you know, uh, stop, make, you know, stop that, stop that account from going. Okay, so that is the. Uh, so it's a little bit different um, in the sense that, you know, how it's all working. Um, I think that um, I'm sorry, I'm positive that if they can prove that the the private companies acted, you know, in, uh, you know, uh, what's it like in like colluded with the federal government and they work together and then the private companies stopped the certain accounts because of what the federal government threatened them. I, you know, that is, that is a violation of free speech. That is just like the federal government. And there's already, there's a lot of, um, uh, actually there's, um, some, uh, Supreme court precedent saying things like that, you know, because, you know, we, we haven't had social media, you know, it's not like the social media companies were around, you know, not even Friendster or MySpace was around when the constitution was, uh, enacted. Right. So it's not like this, this is all kind of new things. So there's not that much precedent, but it's pretty clear that if if these allegations are true, then uh, you know the the federal government will be liable for you know for years of suppressing speech. Okay, all right. So let's uh, you know, and then uh, how it it's going to come down is this: the the theory is obviously you know um, there are you know the federal government uh, can. Let, let, let me see how to say this. There, there can be, you know, uh, protected speech is, you know, any sort of political speech, religious speech, um, you know, even even business commercial speech is, is, you know, it's less protected. But one thing that's not protected is uh, protected is like pure falsehoods. OK, you know, uh, so the the government is allowed if something is is purely uh, a lie or purely defamation or purely just, uh, you know, inciting violence, right? Um, there are, you know, the Supreme Court has allowed the federal government to ban and state governments to ban that thing. So if you're inciting violence, like, but it has to be like imminent violence, if you're inciting imminent violence, or if you're, uh, you know, like, like intentionally, like spreading some sort of lie, uh, or falsehood out there, right? Um, like if you're, you're, you're sending out something saying, Oh, if you don't start taking, you know, more Tylenol, you're going to die tomorrow, you know, or something weird like that. Okay. They're allowed to kind of stop that. Now, um, what, what the federal government said here is that, well, we wanted to suppress information about this COVID origin and about, you know, the election fraud and everything, because it's inciting, you know, racism or it's inciting, uh, violence and it's all falsehoods and it's, you know, false information. All right. So this 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 uh, lawsuit makes it a point to say, no, those things were not falsehoods, you know, meaning like they're not like pure, like com- completely false. You know, it's not if, if there's any sort of gray area or it could be a, it could be wrong, it could be right, then the, the government cannot suppress it. OK, the theory in in free speech is that you could have counter speech or, you know, counter arguments coming in. But if something is questionable, even if it's only a little bit questionable, the government cannot suppress it on the theory that it's completely false. Okay, Uh, so so like I said, this 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 lawsuit makes it a point to say that. Okay, Uh, then, uh, you know, the the idea, you know, the counter speeches, the free flow of ideas. And, um, you know, that is what the First Amendment is supposed to 
protect and encourage not to have the federal government stop this. Okay, no, now they, uh, well, let's get to the nitty gritty of the allegations, okay? We start with, uh, now, uh, okay, Hunter Biden's laptop, okay? And I'm, I'll, t- I'll be the first to say, I don't, you know, I'm not, the, the point of this lawsuit is the suppression of the news, not whether or not Hunter Biden had some something illegal or, you know, whatever he he communicated and, and he bribed somebody. It's the, the point is more about how the uh, you know, the you know, the the stories about his laptop got suppressed. OK, so let me explain that. So what happened here is in uh, October 14, 2020, uh, October 14, my friend Ritesh's birthday. <laughs> you better watch this. OK, so here on that day. Uh, the New York Post ran a uh, article, and the article uh, explained this laptop issue that the Hunter Biden, who's uh, who's President Biden's son, he had this laptop. He took it to a repair shop in Delaware, and it had all this information on it, and he forgot it there. Um, and then eventually, the the repair shop somehow they they gave it to to the it made its way to the News Post, right? Uh, and then the New York Post. Uh, now, the New York Post then, fi- uh, you know, had an article about this. And in their article, they they stated that there was, you know, um, like all of this information on the laptop and and some of it could be, uh, you know, that it shows that there was some sort of uh, illegal business deals between the Biden family and these foreign governments. And that there was uh, and then all of this, you know, that it could be proved in the, from the information in the laptop. OK, so. That was the story that was published by the New York Post on its website and in the newspaper, in, in, in the, I don't know if they still do a physical paper, but on their physical paper, if they had it back then, and on their website, they published the story. But I'll, I'll focus on the website one. So they, they published it on their website. And then obviously, how do you promote things? You then put the article on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, right? TikTok, uh, you know, and all of the above. And then New York Post, they have a lot of followers, on Twitter. And what happened then is that, um, and I want to make sure I explain this correctly. Uh, the, uh, okay, there we go. Okay. So then, uh, president, it was actually, uh, this was going on while he was the, uh, you know, the democratic presidential candidate. Uh, so he, and other top leading, you know, uh, Democrat officials. So this is a big deal because it was going to come out two weeks before the election between Biden and Trump. So two weeks before, or it did come out two weeks before. So the Biden campaign uh, put a lot of pressure on Twitter and Facebook to hide that story. And what they did is they hit it. (laughs) They actually blocked the New York Post's uh, Twitter account, and they uh, they didn't allow uh, people on Twitter to share that link. Okay, so they they uh, disabled the link. You know, I don't. You know, obviously there's there's a lot of technology behind that, right? Uh, so they disabled the link. They they locked uh, the account for the New York Post, uh, and uh, you know, so so that story got suppressed. <laughs> okay, now. Uh, keep in mind, this is these are allegations, right? But they uh, this was filed about almost a year ago, and you know they have been 
gathering evidence and the evidence I've been following it. The evidence they gathered is very good. I mean, there were like clear communications between the Biden campaign and Twitter. <laughs> there was clear communications. There was clear threats. Um, and a lot of those threats were things like, you know, the um, the social media companies, they have a lot of uh, immunity to lawsuits for uh, disinformation. So if if, you know, Joe Samo is on YouTube and Twitter and everything, and if, you know, whatever, I, I have something false. I, I write down this lawsuit was filed on this day and and whatever. I think this person is going to win or blah, blah, blah. And, it's, and it turns out that I was like totally wrong. And because I was wrong, you know, some company lost a lot of money. Right. Um, and, and so that company could sue me for putting things that that were false. Right. You know, or defaming them. But Twitter is not on the hook for that. OK, it's it's like they're they're clear from that liability. Um, so that's a federal law. It's called Section 230. <laughs> OK, that's the the uh, where it's enumerated. Uh, so what what President Biden said, uh, sorry, then candidate Biden, OK, and former vice president uh, said, like, you know, he threatened them and it was all over the news and everything. He said, uh, you know what, we should uh, re-examine that uh, immunity to these social media companies and we should like hold them liable for falsehoods. Uh, and, and things like that. And and he told them this. Right. Um, and so there you go. All of a sudden. Right. They suppressed this this whole story. And it's not like they suppressed the story. They didn't go and check out the laptop. They didn't like fact check it like that. They didn't, you know, um, like interview people and stuff. They just hit it. They blocked it. OK. And um, da, 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 that's not that's going to be difficult <laughs> to say that they hid it and they blocked it for valid reasons, all right? And it seems pretty clear that it was, that there was at least some pressure from the, uh, you know, then presidential candidate Biden, okay? Uh, now, then the next one, this one is, okay, the uh, lab leak. Um, there was, you know, especially in the beginning of COVID, right? There were a lot of stories um, about how COVID started, right? Because everyone was pissed off and everyone wanted to know how did this start, okay? So there was basically the, the, the two biggest theories, okay? There were, whoa, the bat. <laughs> how did that bat get in here, dude? There's the bat theory. Oh my God, get it. <laughs> wow, Woo. dodge the bullet there. Okay, so there was the bat theory, okay? Where there was some bat in China that was eaten at a market or something. And that's what started COVID. Um, and that story came out immediately. Right. And then there was another, you know, genre of stories that said, you know what, there was a lab, you know, uh, and, and this must have been in a lab or a research facility and it got leaked out of there, you know, whether it was intentional or, or just by accident, you know, I mean, there was then these are the two big stories, obviously I'm summarizing you know, there's there's a lot of like, you know, nuances or, or different, you know, ways of saying it. Maybe one says, oh, no, it wasn't it was a bad, but it was eaten, you know, a long time ago or blah, blah, blah. Or maybe it was some other animal. Uh, some of the stories were, oh, this was intentional. Some of it was it was it was leaked on accident, blah, blah, blah. Right. And, um, you know, and then there was obviously other stories, whatever. Aliens came down, to, you know, whatever. But those are the two big stories. Right. And somehow the media, uh, social media companies immediately um, censored the lab leak stories, okay? Um, and then, so 
the attorney generals for Missouri and Louisiana are going after the federal government, um, saying that the federal government was pressuring the uh, social media companies to stop those theories. Okay, and uh, and there's all the best evidence is that um, the federal government just admitted. I mean, they admitted this uh, when when President Biden, his uh, then communication uh, press secretary. Uh, Jennifer uh, Pulaski, I mean, she straight said over and over, we are working with the social media companies to make sure they don't spread misinformation about this lab theory of how COVID originated. So that's pretty good evidence. Wouldn't you say that's good evidence right there, right? So it's the federal government. She is the federal government and she admitted that they were doing this. Okay. That Saying the word admitted is kind of weird because then it um, it's always like, oh, they admitted, it. you know, she stated that they were doing this. OK, uh, so so now and then there are emails and letters and communications with from Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci was the federal government to Facebook saying, no, this isn't how it happened. Uh, that would be disinformation and it didn't start this way and 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 all of that. And this lawsuit they're they're going they they just won a court hearing that will allow them to take dr fauci's deposition so they could get even more information i'm obviously that may be appealed and and whatever but uh for now they're allowed to take dr fauci's deposition and, and some other uh of these federal uh officials so what we have here is um you know the federal government was clearly telling them to stop this okay and what i want to you know it's it wasn't i i don't want to give the uh impression that it was just like the federal government saying hey we don't think this is accurate so why don't you stop it that wasn't it was it was more threatening than that and i'll and i'll explain you know well i said previously this thing about the section 230 there was a lot of then um exact examples where the federal government was saying, well, if they keep spreading this, we are going to take away their uh, their immunity. OK, it wasn't the, the Republicans that were saying, that, according to this lawsuit, it was it was President Biden, Vice President Harris, uh, um, Nancy Pelosi. OK, so here we go in, in a, like a, a very common one. Uh, I'm going to uh, quote this, defendant Biden, his political allies and those acting in concert with him have a long history of threatening to use official government authority to impose adverse legal consequences against social media companies. Um, and they were <laughs> right. And the and one of Biden, one thing that the Biden said was that uh, during his campaign, he said, I am going to use my federal authority to stop, you know, to to uh, get rid of this immunity if they keep spreading disinformation. So he uh, he said he was going to do this, and then he did do it, and then they did stop that information, right? Um, okay, so uh, uh, then Senator Harris, uh, Kamala Harris, who you know obviously became the vice president in 2019, she said, uh, "Look, let's be honest. Donald Trump's Twitter account should be suspended." Um, and then she said, uh, time to do something about this, uh, you know, about uh, tweets from uh, President Trump. And as we know, 
after Joe Biden won the election. Um, guess what? President Trump, who was spreading these COVID theories and election fraud theories and, and whatnot, um, Twitter suspended the sitting president's Twitter account, right? Now, I that's crazy. Like, I don't know. I, like, I remember when this happened and, I, and um, you know, how does a social media site uh, suspend the president? Like, 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 wow. Okay. And, and then I was telling people, well, they're allowed to, and they are allowed to because they're a private entity. So if they think president Trump is full of nonsense, they are allowed to suspend him. God bless them. They're a private company. I've said that over and over. Private companies are allowed to do that. And again, this lawsuit makes a good point of saying, um, they are allowed to do that, but who's not allowed to do that is, is uh, you know, then president-elect uh, Joe Biden and uh, president-elect vice, or vice president-elect Kamala Harris. They are not allowed to pressure Twitter to uh, suspend his account. OK, so it's it's those, you know, because if it wasn't for that pressure, then Twitter may probably wouldn't have suspended his account, you know. Um, uh, so so, you know, that one may have to be. Uh, proved a trial and it's probably not going to be too hard to prove a trial because there's going to be Twitter executives. Um, I believe this is what they've already said. Yes, that factored a big deal into getting rid of his account. The fact that the, uh, you know, the newly elected president and all these other high ranking officials kept telling us we have to stop uh, President Trump from tweeting. Right. Okay. Uh, so let's keep going. The next order of business. Um, now, the oh man, this one it, it makes a good. The lawsuit says they said, "Well, thanks, uh, no thanks for um, uh, what's it called, suppressing this information about the lab leak theory of COVID." Because what happened is after two thousand and twenty, you know, two thousand twenty one, and and in and in two thousand twenty two, all of this evidence started coming out that it's possible that it wasn't that freaking bat that caused COVID, that it may have started in the lab, right? And then all of a sudden, the social media company, you know, the, after the federal government started, you know, couldn't suppress it as much, so to speak, then the social media companies were then allowed to, and then they allowed their uh, users to start spreading the news. <laughs> There's a song, right? Uh, start spreading the news, you know? Uh, they allowed the, the Twitter users to... Um, you know, start spreading the news that maybe COVID started in a lab, right? Um, and, and this lawsuit makes it a point that said, well, the federal government hindered free speech. And, and because of that, it, you know, those theories that should be analyzed and, all, and there was like scientific evidence of this and that, uh, all, the fact that that was suppressed, then the truth took longer to come out. Do you see what I'm saying? So they're saying that, like, indeed, you know, there, there's like direct damage to the to the U.S. people. OK, um, they have a lot of good, um, good evidence here. And then they even have evidence of, you know, uh, like CNN journalists that then started saying, you know, uh, we can't rule that out. You know, we, we're not sure where it started, you know, things like that, where, uh, you know, so um and then once that theory came out, like I said, it, it was it was allowed. OK, the next one uh, that was suppressed. Uh, and now, by the way, 
Uh, it's the federal government, in addition to them saying, well, it was probably false information, they were concerned about racism, right? Because if if the if those articles were allowed to get out there, oh, COVID started in a lab in China, right? Then there would be a lot more racism and and you know uh, against Asian Americans, right? Uh, so they were trying to protect some of that, but that's not a valid reason the to to suppress speech. You can only suppress it if it's obviously a lie or if it's like imminent, imminent. You know, like something like, hey, this is this person's address. Let's all meet there and kill them at two p.m. You know, they can suppress that, right? Um, okay. The next one is that the federal government was pressuring Twitter and Facebook to suppress evidence about the efficacy of the masks, you know, the mask mandates. There were a lot of doctors, okay, that were saying these masks, they don't really, they're, they're, they shouldn't be required. They shouldn't be required in schools. They shouldn't be required in public, blah, blah, blah. And even YouTube, um, uh, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, he um, put out in his YouTube page, he put up a, a video and it's it was Ron DeSantis. He had a video about claims that children don't need to wear masks at schools. Right. And YouTube uh, suspended that video in, in April 2021. And same with um, uh, Senator Rand Paul had a YouTube video that that was uh, explaining uh, you know, and through medical evidence that he had and or that he acquired or whatever, that these masks weren't working. And then YouTube kicked that one out. And these are senators and a governor, right? So it's not like, you know, if, if, if they ban Joe Samo, okay, fine. But senators and governors, right? Um, and and uh, and there is evidence again of of the federal government telling Google to ban these, right, uh, to ban these videos. And this lawsuit also makes it a point to say, even during that time, it, there was conflicting evidence as to the efficacy of mask mandates, right? So that uh, they didn't have the authority to, uh, to ban, the, you know, that speech that said that, that these mask mandates don't work. Okay, uh, and then the same thing with lockdowns. <laughs> there was a there were these videos and 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 uh, disputes about the efficacy of lockdowns. You know, um, they were all being banned, uh, and then they stopped being banned eventually when doctors came out and said, "You know what? We're not sure about the efficacy of lockdowns and masks." Okay, um, speech about election integrity and the security of voting by mail. This one is very very. Bad. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna explain why. Um, the around after the election, uh, when you know, obviously, as we all know, President Trump went all uh, everywhere saying it was uh, fraud. It was there. I should have won. Blah blah blah. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, I that you know, then the he was spreading that on Twitter, right? <laughs> uh, and he was like YouTube video, everything. A lot of people were spreading all these videos and YouTube clips and and Twitter accounts that you know the uh, election was was biased and and or not biased, but there was wrong counting and all that jazz, right? Um, then the social media sites started banning that, okay? And what came out, <laughs> what this lawsuit shows is there was. Uh, Direct evidence of the federal government telling the social media companies, stop this, you know, stop letting Twitter do or they were tell Twitter um, in, in 2021, um, uh, the federal government 
stated, this is uh, Jennifer uh, Pesecki again, the, um, the, the press speaker. So we're working with them. Uh, she's talking about social media companies. We're working with the tech companies that are the platform for much of the disinformation that reaches the American public, how they can better use the terms uh, to really strengthen the legitimate use of the very powerful platforms. Uh, you know, she has said that in response to why are you telling these companies to stop the, uh, you know, the election uh, misinformation, okay? The, uh, the federal government... Uh, this is about the COVID one. They uh, they were directly involved. This is the federal government saying that uh, in flagging COVID-19 misinformation and that the COVID-19 related activities seek to undermine uh, public confidence and sow confusion. Uh, and that rapid evolution of the accurate information makes older dated information, you know, uh, not relevant. OK, so. Uh, and then this one with the with the election one, this is this makes it a very good point. And this is kind of uh, this will be very nerve wracking for the attorneys representing the federal government. What happened was uh, they were suppressing speech of the uh, voting, you know, integrity of the voting uh, of the 2020 election. But what they didn't suppress was there was previous reports like before 2020 there was, uh, you know, there were these committees and like, for example, in 2012, there was um, the New York Times wrote the oh, oh, so there was um, other senators and other kind of um, public think tanks and government officials that they've always checked voter fraud. Right. So in 2012, there was they had said um, the the Democrats said that there could be, you know, we're concerned about some absentee val ballots and that there could be fraud with absentee ballots. Um, and then there was a Washington Post article in 2012 that said, yeah, the government officials are concerned about absentee ballots. OK, in 2014, MSNBC claimed, indeed, election experts say absentee ballot fraud is the most common fraud. OK, uh, all of those have, you know, um, there was like President Carter uh, you know, he had a commission on federal election reform and it, it showed kind of like errors in, in uh, male voting, uh, not men, male, male in voting. All right. Um, and then in 2017, uh, the election, federal election officials had uh, certain things that were they were concerned about. So anyway, long story short, all of those um, reports and everything were never censored. Right. And uh, it wasn't until some, what happened after 2020 and 2021, all of a sudden, the uh, Joe Biden and, and the federal government started suppressing that information. Um, and they were suppressing it, saying it's false. It's creating conflict. It's getting people to act violently. There was that January 6th insurrection, and it was all based on Donald Trump's nonsense. Uh, but... There were all these other articles that were not suppressed and, and they never were. And they still kind of like let those articles stay there about the potential problems with uh, elections. So it's going to be an interest. It is an interesting lawsuit. I think uh, where do we go from here? The uh, Missouri and Louisiana have dedicated a lot of money to keep this going and to, uh, you know, uh, obtain more evidence showing. I think it's pretty clear that the federal government did pressure these companies to stop this. It, I mean, they admitted to it. So then the question will be, are there going to be judges 
um, and it may go to the Supreme Court that then say uh, that that was illegal um, and that violated the First Amendment. Holy moly, if it did violate the First Amendment, then the uh, federal government could be on the hook <laughs> for, uh, you know, having all this like information, true inf- potentially true information be delayed, or they could be on the hook for um, not letting uh, speech get to people in the time that, you know, it should have gotten to people. All right. It's going to be a great lawsuit. And uh, like I always say, a lot of lawyers are going to make a lot of money on this. All right. Good stuff, my friends. I'll see you next week. Bye.